Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got into detail about your tryouts. So at this point, 
we're getting ready to, uh, we're middle of August. So every year about this time, you should have established what dates you're gonna have your three to five tryouts in. So whether you're gonna do September, October, November, October, November, December, um, some teams I've talked to are already starting their off-season uh, workouts. So they're uh, starting workouts with, with players that are already established on the team. And then as they have the tryouts, they will add the uh, potential players into those workouts. Um, but minimally, you should have the dates uh, set out of when you're gonna have those tryouts. It's hard to do this and backtrack it and wait until December and then say, oh man, we should have had more tryouts. It's better to start out with more. And um, you know, if you go to that first tryout and you get 40 people um, and you have a second tryout and you get 40 more, then you're probably done. Um, but you can't do that if you uh, don't start until December and you only get four people. So you don't necessarily have to have have to be advertising or promoting the dates that you've picked already. You can do it one at a time. That's what I do. And the reason that I do that is because if you, uh, in the past, my experience has been that if you put out three or four different dates, then people tend to want to come to the third or fourth one, the last, you know, the last couple, because they want to get more in shape before they come out or whatever the, whatever the reasoning is. Um, but then what happens is then you've wasted your time in those first two or three tryouts and didn't get very many people there. So then you're um, putting all your eggs in one basket on that third or fourth tryout. So I like to just advertise my first tryout um, and you can do that however you want. But um, now is the time to begin promoting tryouts. In the last week or two, more teams have put out there that they're doing tryouts. I think there's of the um, 65 teams in the WFA, I would say about 15 of them have already announced their first tryout. Um, maybe more, maybe a little bit less, but I think it's about be between 15 and 20 have at least put out their first tryout date. So um, a lot of teams getting in gear, getting ready faster and um, sooner than they have in past years. So that is a good sign for women's football uh, because planning is so important. Now with regards to promoting that upcoming tryout, now again, I promote one at a time. Um, so you'll wanna get onto some social media. If you have two or 3,000 followers or likes, um, then it's really important to get the message out to those people that you're getting ready to have tryouts now because even if they followed you just up until July um, for games or even June through the games, then um, they may have fallen off the grid as far as what's going on, especially if you haven't been posting a lot on your Facebook since then. A lot of times in women's football, you're posting uh, one or two things a week or up to five things a week, and then all of a sudden the season ends and you just stop. Um, it's very common and we try not to do that um, but some weeks are better than others as far as um, getting ready to plan for the next season. So with that being said, it's really, really important to update your team website. You wanna update it with those tryout dates first and most importantly, but also um, update your website. A lot of people don't realize that if people keep coming back to your website week after week and it's all the same, nothing's ever changing, 
there's absolutely no reason for them to come back again for another month or two. Um, so if you're constantly creating different um, visuals for them to look at, then they say, oh, I, I haven't checked them in a week. Let's go see what they're doing now. So try to get that done. With that being said, if you're if you haven't been doing this on a regular full-time basis, um, then you may be behind the curve on that. But I would recommend that you get on that and start doing some updating now. There's teams that last year that as of February still didn't have anything updated from the last August. So it's really important that you really keep up with that content and make this a year round um, business and keeping the community involved and community knowing about you will help in the circle of uh, getting people out to games, getting people buying your merchandise, etc. So the other thing that I wanted to really talk about today was um, on my calendar, I put in there for August and starting in September is creating off-season workouts. Now these don't have to be formal workouts like you would for uh, January in your uh, team, but you do want to be able to get players connected with other players on the team and also get some formal physical fitness going. Now it doesn't have to be specific things that they have to do each week, but just setting up groups or places or locations for them to go work out and do things. Depending on the team, well, it'll depend, you know, how, if you already have a coaching staff in place, if you've had a coaching staff in place for a long time, or if you're transitioning to a new coaching staff, whether you're going to be able to provide a real structured off-season training. But it's important to at least get the girls out to a regular, at least once a week, meeting on Wednesdays. Um, even if it's in, say for example, in Chicago, North Chicago, and of course, I know we don't have a team in Chicago, and that's why I'm giving it as an example, but um, North Chicago, all the girls that are in North go to a certain place. All the girls that are in East, West, South, they go to different uh, workouts so that not everybody's having to go into Chicago for workouts on Wednesdays. Um, so setting up uh, groups that work out together and hold each other accountable is a great way to do that. Um, these are also really good for team building. You can even set up team building exercises within these groups and make it as elaborate as you want to or as simplistic. One of the things that I really like to do and I suggest teams doing, especially if you're bringing on rookies here in the next couple weeks, or if you had rookies last year that you just don't feel um, got the football 101 concepts, or if you feel that they got them but they need some reinforcement, right now is an awesome time to not only build team unity, but also get the girls looking at football in a different way. So whether it's going to a player's house or going to Buffalo Wild Wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is a really cool one because you can sometimes have two and three games going on at the same time. And it doesn't matter if it's the, day, the game going on tonight. It can be games that were going on uh, Sunday that uh, 
girls are watching now. So, but I, with that being said, I prefer doing it at a team teammate's house as opposed to like a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But if if you don't have that, Buffalo Wild Wings is perfectly fine to go there. What you're looking for is when when the, when the players go and they do some sort of meeting at one of these places, they're looking at asking questions of the veterans. So again, it creates that team bonding and ability to ask questions in a safe environment um, and not feeling insecure about the questions that you're asking. Some some of the questions will be, why do they line up like that when they're on offense? Why does defense do that? Why, why are they allowed to go over the line and come back? And different things like that. Um, so there's a variety of different questioning and answering that can be done amongst teammates. Has nothing to do with what scheme we're running, how we did things last year, any of that kind of stuff. Um, it actually focuses more on <clears throat> on uh, learning some of the different things in football. So the reason why I suggest it being a teammate's house as opposed to a Buffalo Wild Wings is the ability to rewind. Okay, so. My, my best suggestion is, um, I don't know about you guys, but at our house, we record every game that goes on in the week. We record every game. Um, so that uh, at two o'clock in the morning, at six o'clock in the morning, at five o'clock, on Saturday and Sunday, on Tuesday, we can watch games whenever we want. So um, not that you guys need to do that, but if you're gonna record two or three games per week, um, then have a group of girls come over and you guys watch the game, okay? If somebody has a question about, hey, why are they lined up like that? Hey, why is the, the DE doing this? You know, is the nose guard supposed to be right there? Um, you know, what is the safety doing when they move that direction? All these questions people are able to look at while they're watching the game and they're able to pause it and rewind it and watch it over and over again. Now with it, when that happens, a, a, a game's gonna turn into a long time. So it's not like you need to watch all three games that you recorded, but you have the option of looking at the way different teams do it. That's another great way to, to instill in the players that, I don't wanna say there's no right and wrong way, cause there is a right and wrong way but there are ways that are better for different body types and there's a way that's better for different schemes. So you'll be able to see in the games where a New York Jets, they have different formations than the Cleveland Browns or the Dallas Cowboys. So you'll see that there's differences that happen amongst teams, but you'll still be able to look at a variety like if you know that you already play the safety position, look at three or four different games where and watch the safety only. And then fast forward through the rest and watch the safety only. Um, you don't have to watch the whole game, you know, fluently from A to Z um, to be able to get these concepts. Um, for those players that play both ways, they play offense and defense, it may be a good way to see 
how people line up against you. So if you play center, then you can look at different ways that nose guards line up against the center. Sometimes they're right on, sometimes they're off to the right or to the left. Um, sometimes you get confused because you're like, hey, wait a minute, there's, there's no nose guard. Where, where's the nose guard? So um, it's a really, this is a huge, huge opportunity, I think, for women in women's football is to watch the NFL games with your friends, with your groups, with your, even if you're just everybody in North Chicago goes to a friend's house in North Chicago um, and watches some games. I think it's a huge opportunity for you to um, look at and evaluate and learn, um, especially if you're feeling um, less than confident in your football knowledge. Now, to become a part of a women's football team, most of the teams um, take inexperienced players, players that have no no experience. Um, you know, some of them, you know, are people that just love the game of football and want to do something to help them become physically fit. That's perfectly fine. But it does take some learning for you to be safe and confident on the football field um, come April when you're going against somebody that may have five, six, eight, ten years of experience. So with that being said, I think right now is a great opportunity to set up some events for team building, but one of the biggest uh, events that I like or one of the events that I'm such a proponent for is a um, watching NFL football games on a weekly basis with your uh, with your teammates and asking questions, rewinding them, and um, going through different positions that are on the field. So I'm really excited. Um, if you can hear that right now, real quick, I'm actually in my car driving from Little Rock, Arkansas to Russellville, Arkansas, because I was at the law library doing some research, and I um, have to be productive. I have to use my time wisely. So. Rather than just listening to the radio on the on the way back, um, I'm getting this show done while I'm on my way back. So if you hear cars go by or you hear the phone go off, um, I apologize. But hey, that's that's the name of the game when you're um, making money and building businesses. I don't have time for uh, um, listening to the radio for a whole two hours. So I'll listen to it for ten minutes before and ten minutes after, but um, not the full two hours hour and a half that it takes me to get back to Russellville. So anyway, with that being said, um, I really appreciate you guys coming on and listening to these shows. Um, I, I want to provide content to make it um, so that people are starting to understand the game of women's football and understand um, the industry of women's football. So I'm really excited to have you guys here. Um, I like to try and put a little bit of information in each episode as it pertains to owners, support staff, coaches, and players. I try to pick two or three of those each episode, but sometimes it's really difficult when I get onto a specific topic. But I wanted to make sure and try and get that done. When it comes to tryouts and support staff, the biggest thing at this point is making sure that you have that scheduling down and making sure you're out there promoting the event that's coming up. You want to be able to um, get as many 
potential players to a tryout. And then with regards to event planning and having these um, team building events, it's really important to make sure that you cross, I call it cross pollinate, it sounds kind of silly, but um, you want to really make sure that you don't have like a group of offensive players and a group of defensive players. You really want to make sure that you get all the different players connected so that you don't create these cliques of people that feel like they're working against each other because it should never be that way on your team. You should never feel like you can't go to another player and ask a question um, or that they are opposite or against you. Now you should feel that you need to compete for your position that there might be two or three other people that might be better um, than you at a position and therefore that makes you try to compete and be better at that position. But um, from a support staff standpoint, it's really important to make sure that these events promote uh, team building and um, getting to know various players from veterans to rookies to potential players. Um, players that were just on for one year last year, um, depending on how much time they had and how long they were on the team, they may still have questions about what what is women's football really about. So build your events around that and um, that will help to create success within your team. Let's talk about the next thing that I had on my calendar as far as September for women's football teams talks about evaluating last year's funding and I want to approach that from a team standpoint and a player standpoint so a lot of teams get into a situation so it's almost like this the cycle so if you don't have enough players and they're not paying their player fees it's difficult to keep them accountable because you don't have enough players to to play if they if you make them pay or they decide not to pay and leave. On the other side of that, if you have too many players, then not enough people get enough playing time. People don't feel it's worth it to be part of the team. Um, so it's really important to have some sort of balance on your team with regard to player fee and deadlines for having player fees in, any kind of payment plans. So at the end of the year, we always go through our funding and how things went well and went bad and what we can do to change them for next year. Um, if you're in a situation where you have 20, 25 players, then I can tell you that systematically you're going to constantly have an issue with the money side of it because people won't feel that they have to pay because you need them. Um, or you just don't let them play because they haven't taken care of the responsibility. That's kind of a fine line, so we talk about that. Um, same thing with the overall funding of the team. It's difficult to um, take buses and fly places if there's no fundraisers set up or there's no fundraiser, nobody going to the fundraisers. So you got to make sure that you're planning ahead and scheduling these things out. So from a player standpoint, if you were a player and you had a difficult time paying a player fee or paying for a helmet or participating in fundraising, now is the time to get ready so that you are not 
having to figure out um, where you're going to get your player fee from. Now, I've heard that um, player fees range from about $250 to about $2,000. And I don't want you to think of that as, oh my gosh. What I want you to think about is when people say that, they're comparing apples to oranges. So what they're getting for $250 is gonna be different than what they're gonna get for $2,000. So $250 may get you to be part of the team, but that may not pay for any of your travel. That may not pay for any of your hotels. That may not pay for any equipment. Um, it may get you some t-shirts and a jersey, um, or you might have to do fundraising for those things. So, it so when you hear these different numbers of what the player fee is and what the player fee gets you, you're, everybody's comparing apples to oranges because every team does it different. But if you are a player and you had a difficult time with last year's funding, start early. Um, I suggest that you either, if your team does not have something set up to where you can start a payment plan now, that you put money in savings now, okay? Um, I know it's fundamental, I know it's basic, but nobody ever does it. Put away 50 bucks a month starting now and you will be able to pay your player fees just fine. If you wait until January and you have one month to get your $500 or whatever it is, you're gonna have a difficult time. It's just, it's just the way it ends up working out. Especially with Christmas, you know, you have Christmas come up in December, you just have no money left in January. So um, don't set yourself up, up for failure. Um, if you had a difficult time last year, try to succeed this year and get those things taken care of. Same thing on a team level. If you got three sponsorships, try to get five. If you got five sponsorships, try to get 10. Um, and the funding will become less difficult each year. You really try to build it up. And not only do you try to get the sponsorships, but you try to build a relationship with them so that the next year, they want to stay on with you as a sponsor or a fundraiser opportunity. And then you don't have to look so hard the next year. Same thing for, for players. If a player got a sponsor last year, then you really wanted to make sure, well, this is kind of past tense, but you really wanted to make sure that if you got a sponsorship last year, that they really got the value for their money so that they see why they are investing in you or why they are paying these funds for you. So they do it again very easily. So then this year, when you go for a second sponsor, for say your travel fund sponsor, it's easier. You already got your first sponsor done. Um, many many players on teams um, over the years have found it very easy to um, add sponsors each year and create this um, relationship with them where every year they see a, a reason for their investment, their $500 or $200, whatever it is. So. Um, it's really cool when you see um, sponsors come back and say, yeah, um, I've been a sponsor for them for two years, three years, five years. So um, it really helps to create that relationship and build on it each year. So if you are a player, again, if you had a difficult time with your uh, last year's funding, last year's sponsorships, whatever, 
let's start early. Let's set ourselves up for success. And um, on the team side of it, I recommend setting up some sort of a uh, payment plan that starts now. Now you can set up whatever whatever terms you want with regards to those fundings or if, if the player decides that they're not gonna play women's football or if they decide by a certain date they're not playing football or whatever the case is. Um, but you should have some sort of plan where you can pull $50 a month um, per player to be able to have their funds available and ready when the season starts as opposed to um, fighting and uh, tooth and nail to try and find the money uh, just after Christmas. Just a suggestion, just some ideas. So a, a bunch of the teams are get, already getting ready for women's football 2019. I really suggest that teams, if you are not have not set up your tryouts yet, you're falling behind. If you have not started to set up any team building events, you're falling behind, let's get those going. And if you can try to set up any way for uh, players or potential players or, or rookies and veterans to go out and do some physical activity together, it's just gonna, it's just gonna be so much better for getting ready in January, gonna help reduce injuries and, and promote success on the team. I hope you guys are, again, enjoying the radio show. We've been doing this for several weeks now. I put a post out um, about to some to a few teams asking them what what they are needing, what kind of help uh, they need with regards to this upcoming season. And I put together a program that I'm going to send out to those teams that have said yes, we we need help with this or we need help with that. Now, if you've said that you don't need any help with anything, then I am not sending it to you. If you have reached out to me and said, whether it's through Facebook or through the other areas, if you've reached out to me and said, hey, I need issues with uh, recruitment or we're having a difficult time with sponsorship or how do we get over um, the issues that have happened because men semi-pro and teams before us, have uh, broken some relationships or, or you know damaged the bridges of uh, being able to uh, rent practice fields and playing fields then there's uh, some ways that you can go about it to kind of help that but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna reach out to those teams and give them my program for success the basic fundamentals of how to get this thing off on a good start and it's going to include some uh, templates, some business planning templates, some accounting templates and uh, I'm really excited to get that out to a couple people and kind of see kind of as a pilot program, see um, if they're able to use it. I want to offer some guidance so if they need to call me every couple weeks then I'm certainly willing to uh, bounce ideas off of or, or give suggestions. The difficult thing about women's football is each team is individual. Each team has the authority to kind of do what they want to do within the rules of whatever league they're in. 
So a fundraiser that I want to do might not be the same fundraiser that you want to do. Or the laws in your area, and I don't want to get legal, but the laws in my area about uh, raffles might be different than the laws in your area about raffles. Or uh, concession stands. Or setting up uh, GoFundMe pages or whatever the case is. There may be different rules that go out. There's a different rule in Texas about um, soliciting money standing in the medians. There's different rules in different areas of Texas, different city laws that say you can't put a sign here in another city two miles away. You can put a sign there. So um, I offer these ideas as suggestions. And what I try to do is I try to come up through, my, through the experience that we've had. We've tried 25, 35 different fundraisers. So we, we have fundraisers that we use for specific purposes that we're trying to find certain kind of funding or we're trying to get funding from a certain type of group. But we also have fundraisers that we know make the most money for us. So I try to promote those kind of fundraisers so that you guys aren't having to do 30 or 40 fundraisers at the same, you know, in, in a season. It's nicer to do five fundraisers than it is to do 25. But um, some teams have found that it's difficult that they have to do 20 fundraisers to raise enough money. I'm not sure if you can hear that, but it just started pouring down rain here as I'm driving. So I'm going to pause this for a minute and see if the rain slows down. So hold on just a second. Sorry about that. It's perfectly clear now. It must have been like a cloudburst that I went through, but it completely started pouring down rain and it's perfectly sunny now. With that being said, again, I'm here in Arkansas, but I am the co-owner of the Dallas Elite in Dallas, Texas. Interestingly enough, it has rained over 12 inches in the last 12 days in Arkansas. So too bad it didn't happen back in April when we were all planting stuff in our garden and our farm areas. But anyway, so again, we're back to episode 1819 of the Women's Football Success. I'm your host, Lynn Marie Liberty Ellington. And I hope, again, you guys are liking the content that we're providing. I have just uh, finished up what I'm calling the Women's Football Success Signature Series. It is a program that I'm putting out there to women's football teams. And it goes through starting from business planning to promotion, to fundraising, to accounting, and making it a complete guide to women's football success. There's no other thing like this. Nobody else is doing it. The catch in women's football and the reason I think why a lot of people aren't putting out information about women's football is they don't want to put out information to people that are then going to use it to compete against them. If you're, if you're part of women's football, you totally get what I'm saying. You know, there are teams that are playing that are in your area that are now your competition 
and you don't want them to have the same information you do. You don't want them to do business the same way you do. And so the Women's Football Success Signature Series is um, going to be out there for the women's football teams that are part of our league that um, are wanting to grow teams that have longevity, um, that are within this industry. And I, I think it's very important for people to understand, you know, some people are gonna say, well, wait a minute, why, why aren't you putting this out for everybody? That's not fair. Or shouldn't you be giving this information to everybody? No. Um, it sounds all cute and nice, but that is not the case. Um, Apple is not responsible. Apple is not required. Apple has no duty um, to give information to T-Mobile. They have no care about giving their proprietary information, the way that they do business, the way they're successful, to Sprint. So to those teams that are not part of this industry and part of this league, the, the information is the information, but it's not, you're not entitled to it, if that makes any sense. So I, I wanna make sure that people know uh, clearly what my intent is with this information is to build success in women's football within the industry. And I believe that that includes helping women football teams um, grow in numbers within a single league and being successful as a single league. Now, there are other theories and other uh, opinions that people have within the industry that there should be multiple leagues and people should be able to do whatever they want and different things like that. Um, whether you agree or disagree, um, this is my product, Women's Football Success. It's the signature series program, and it is to help women's football teams be successful. If you are not in this league, you don't get the information. Um, it's up to you to learn that information. A lot of the teams um, come into women's football and they don't have the business expertise to run a business. And a lot of the teams say, well, it's owed to me from the league. The league should be providing this information. The, a league, and I'm not talking of just this league, but I'm saying a league, when you join a bowling league, it's not their responsibility to teach you how to bowl. When you join a soccer league, the coaches might teach you how to play soccer, but the league does not teach you how to play soccer. Same thing. When you look at a league, it's almost like an association. They provide certain things for you being a member of the league, but they don't provide everything. So if you become a member, let's say that you want to start a restaurant and you become a member of the, I don't know, United States Restaurant Association of America, whatever, Association of, of Restaurants. It is not their responsibility to teach you how to run your restaurant. It's not their responsibility to give you anything. As a member of that association, you pay your dues, you get to go to some meetings, you get to meet up with some other people that are in restaurants. That's about all you get out of a restaurant association. 
So let's turn the uh, communication, let's turn the dialogue to there's no resources in women's football because people are concerned that they're gonna take those resources and then use them against them as their competition the next year. So I'm gonna provide the Women's Football Success Signature Series to help women's football teams with business planning, um, promoting the team, anything having to do with owners, support staff, coaches and players. I'm gonna put into this series, okay? I'm gonna provide this series out to the teams that are involved, and then of course, as teams come on in the coming years. Um, and I'm hoping that you guys will um, appreciate it and uh, take this information and empower yourselves to implement some of the strategies and objectives and actions that we have put together in the past that have been successful. Now, again, your area where you have your football team may not be exactly like the area that we have implemented football teams, but this is the best of the material that's available and we try to provide enough different examples or enough different scenarios that you will be able to implement them without too many tweaks, for example, fundraising ideas, we'd like to provide you with enough fundraiser ideas where you don't have to come and make them up on your own, but where you can tweak them a little bit because the, the company that you're working with doesn't allow you to do this or that, or the state you live in doesn't allow you to, to, to collect money from this or that. So um, I'm really excited about the Women's Football Success Signature Series and we'll be getting that out to you here in the coming weeks. I'm super excited about it, um, but the only way you're gonna get that signature series is if you're part of the league and you're wanting to grow your women's football team um, in a positive direction next year. It's great talking to you guys today. I hope you guys like the information. This is the wrap up of the tryouts. This is getting on to team bonding events, uh, team football watching events, and then the surprise introduction. Well, I knew about it, we knew about it for several weeks, but uh, just putting it out there for you guys about the Women's Football Success Signature Series program to help women's football teams be successful in the coming years. You guys have a great week and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.